Hello and welcome to Canaan Rent Sound of Play 120. Two of our Sonic the Hedgehog special, as you'll remember from Sound of Play 110, it was myself, Ryan Heyman, and a guest from the computer game show, James Farley. We're going through the entirety of the Sonic the Hedgehog series and music, pretty much, you know, just notable selections from here and there anyways, trying to give kind of an overall narrative of the series without being comprehensive because this guy's been in a lot of games. Uh, but even as we tried to be selective with our choices, it was just so hard to narrow down to a two-hour block of all of the good, well, notable Sonic music throughout the series. And so we broke it into a two-part series, and what you are hearing now is part two of that series. We are starting from Sonic Advance 2 in 2002, and going up to the most recent games, which I believe were just released this week, last week, next week, somewhere around this time in 2017. So, as of November 2017, this is the uh, extent of Sonic music between these two podcasts. I would recommend, if you haven't heard Sound of Play 110, the first part of our Sonic special, go back to do that one first. That one's, uh, that one's fun. You get all the good Genesis music in there as well. So, you know, can't complain about that. One thing that uh, you might be thinking right now is... 
wait a minute, aren't the later Sonic games the really bad ones? And, well, yes and no. I mean, there, there's plenty of bad ones coming up, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that the music is going to be any less impressive. There, there are a few stinkers in here that we included just for, uh, just for giggles, and you will recognize those when you hear them. But I would uh, encourage you to listen on because you might actually be surprised. There are some really, really cool things in here that definitely surprised me when I was going through. And so, uh, yeah, give it a listen and uh, let us know what you think of this music. Tweet us at Kane and Rince. We would love to hear your correspondence about this particular uh, show and the selection of music that we've chosen. So, anyways, I could not convince Mr. Farley to come back for part two. <laughs> uh, even though he is a bad game enthusiast, I think some of the uh, later Sonic ones might have scared him away a little bit. Uh, but we have... In his place, joining me, Ryan Heyman, in Sound of Play 120, our returning friend from the Canon Rinse Stable, Leah Haydu. Yeah, I love bad games, so we got this. <laughs> we are on this. <laughs> as much crap as we give Sonic, like there are plenty of good games as we will find. Yeah, there in his, really uh, are. I, I, I have not. Um, <laughs> we were talking about this a little bit uh, pre-show, uh, but I fell off as many people did during the uh, the years of the later 3D Sonics, and um, I, I have not played all of the games from which we are going to discuss music. However, um, something that I would like to recommend is there is a YouTube series from Run Button, and it is called 20 Years of Sonic. And basically, what they do is exactly what it sounds like: they go through all of the Sonic games and play through all of them. Uh, and some of them they play the entire thing; some of them they they just play a little bit of it, but they go through all of the Sonic games. They actually did one for uh, Mario as well, which is ongoing, but uh, the Sonic one is pretty much finished, and I have seen a lot more Sonic than I have actually played, and it's a very funny series. So uh, if, you, if you want to see some of what's going on here without actually having to play it yourself, then uh, I, I do recommend that. Very cool. That is a nice, accessible way to get yeah. into certain games. We led into this special with a track from Sonic Advance 2 back in 2002. This track was composed by Tatsuyuki Maeda, Yutaka Minobi, and Teruhiko Nakagawa. And this is called Leaf Forest Act 1. And uh, I like this song because it's, uh, it just kind of sounds like classic Sonic. You know, it's a, it would fit right in with the Genesis games. It's very upbeat and lively. And uh, we'll find this a few times in the... Uh, later Sonic games that you know aren't for Genesis anymore, but the Genesis was such a kind of foundational part of Sonic's history that even games that were produced for other hardware uh, tried to use sounds that kind of replicated the uh, the sounds of the Genesis system, which which had a very distinctive sound to it. Um, and so yeah. I, I think this this one, uh, which was for the Game Boy Advance, kind of had those uh, those throwback sounds that, that gave it a little bit more of that flavor of Sega, so to speak. For uh, a system like the Game Boy Advance, which is not necessarily one of the most modern systems now, it was probably a little bit easier to give it kind of a retro sound or a, a sound that is closer to maybe the original Sonic music without making it sound forced. And I, mm, I think yeah. that some of the later games can kind of pull this off. Um, I, Sonic Generations, not to skip ahead too much, but uh, has, has some things in there that, uh, that fit that pretty well. But for, uh, for something that was a little bit earlier and you know, also on a handheld system, I think that 
it sound it does not sound out of place to have this uh kind of almost as a throwback to the earlier music. Yeah, let's move on to a, another game. This one in uh, 2003 for the GameCube. This was called Sonic Heroes. And uh, this was kind of a, a weird kind of 3D team-based game, from what I understand. This is not one that I played, but uh, it, it seemed to kind of deviate from the standard Sonic formula. Although saying that, I'm realizing that pretty much every game <laughs> deviates from the standard Sonic formula. So maybe yeah. that's not such a... <laughs> Important distinction. Well, I think this was the first 3D Sonic game post the Sonic Adventure and and Sonic okay, Adventure 2. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know that they had necessarily a formula yet. They knew that Sonic Adventure was pretty popular, but didn't necessarily have... I, I think they spent a lot of time trying to recapture that because Sonic, Sonic Adventure uh, was something that a lot of people enjoyed. I don't really know if it's regarded as a, air quotes, good Sonic or not. I, I think that by a lot of people it is, but um, it <laughs> they, they spend a lot of time bouncing between 3D Sonic things and formulas and uh just attempts uh and this is the first one of those after that and i i did not play it either um but i believe the general conceit is that you play as sonic tails and knuckles and mm -hmm. all of them have individual powers that you can use to get through things so it's a neat concept how well they pulled it off i i can't really speak to um but it uh it does not seem to be one of the ones that is universally panned let's put it that way <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This was a couple years even before Lego Star Wars, mm. which probably made this style of gameplay a little bit more front and center mm -hmm. than it had been before. And, and then post Lego Star Wars, we would see a lot of other uh, franchises copy that formula and do their own version. I know that uh, Ratchet and Clank did their own version of Lego Star Wars. And, uh, you know, you, you'll see that every once in a while. But the song in particular has a really cool like a surf rocky kind of vibe to it it's a little bit of that kind of rock influence like you got from the uh, sonic adventure games but i find it a little bit more palatable because there's no singing <laughs> it's just kind of <laughs> instrumental and it's just a really upbeat really fun a really recognizable track i don't know where i recognize it from but i've definitely heard it a lot this is seaside hill composed by june senway from sonic heroes
Well, we're diving right into the deep end here. <laughs> Accurate. 2005 brought us a uh, particular curio from the Sonic the Hedgehog stable. Uh, this is called Shadow the Hedgehog. And what I have brought is... Mm, the theme song <laughs> of Shadow is called All Hail Shadow, theme of Shadow. And, ooh boy... <laughs> This one is a real stinker. <laughs> what I always think of when I think of Sonic games with lyrics would be the Escape from the City theme from, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's, is that Sonic Adventure 2? Yes. I don't, is this Crush 40? Is this, is this still no, Crush this 40? No, this is a different, this is a, a band or a individual named Magnify. Oh, I see, because I, mm -hmm, I get it. It almost feels like it's bad on purpose, and I don't think that it is, but it just is, wow, uh, it, Sonic music with lyrics is tough. It's really tough. And the reason that I personally can enjoy these is because it's the same reason that I like really bad horror movies, which is that it just, it's so ridiculous. You wonder, how did this actually get made? Did they put yeah, this in here yeah. thinking that people were going to go, oh, wow, this is great. <laughs> and this is a theme that we're going to see come back a couple of times for different mm -hmm. themes. But uh, this is a really bad piece of music. <laughs> <laughs> the story of the 3D Sonic games has always been very over the top and really, really po-faced for oh, how for sure. ridiculous it is. It reminds me a lot of uh, Dragon Ball Z storytelling. Mm -hmm. Yes. And just how, you know, it's just a bunch of like hyper powerful characters all yelling at each other and, and waving magic items at each other. And Shadow it, has guns. <laughs> Like yeah. actual guns. <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog is kind of like the teenager edgy version <laughs> of Sonic. Sonic was already supposed to have attitude <laughs> in the 90s. And uh, I guess that attitude wasn't enough when it came to the early 2000s or mid 2000s, I suppose. Some of the lyrics in here are <laughs> hilarious. I love all hail Shadow, heroes rise again, obliterating everything that's not your friend. <laughs> like... That's such a good, like, childish way to describe, you know, this character is like, I hate everything, but I also have friends because, hey, everyone has he friends. Has a soft That's spot, kind of a nice of course, thing to obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, what we just wanted to do was feature this, this weird little curio of a song. See if you can get some kind of enjoyment out of this because I certainly <laughs> do for as, as bad as it is. For sure. Uh, mercifully, we have cut this down. <laughs> to just under a minute because i think that you'll get the idea yeah. of where it's going listen if you really need more of this it's available on the internet yeah and we would encourage you to look it up it's uh it's a it's a real treat <laughs> so all hail shadow from shadow the hedgehog scare too many of you away what we've got here is actually a really really nice counterbalance to that uh 2005 also brought us sonic rush 
which is a Nintendo DS kind of a platformery type of game, one of the side-scroller ones, following Sonic and one of his new friends, Blaze the Cat. At least that is the first that I've been exposed to Blaze. So Blaze the Cat. Plenty wow, of, that's plenty of just, characters. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, what I like about this soundtrack, and we'll hear a couple of tracks from it, is it's really unique. It's it's unlike anything else in the Sonic series. And, you know, we've heard a lot of rock-styled songs and uh, some, like, 80s pop-styled songs and even some hip-hop a little bit along the way in the Sonic Adventure games. But this seems a little bit more kind of like Fatboy Slim music Ooh. is what it reminds me the most of. <laughs> this is around the time that they kind of start to lean into genre music almost. You hear a lot of guitar music, uh, e- even some kind of like Spanish guitar starting uh, in some of the songs. And, and they, they play with that a little bit in some of the tracks that are to come. And this is kind of where that starts. Yeah, this particular track is called Right There, Right On. And I believe this one came back in Smash Bros. even, uh, but Ooh. it's it's an interesting song because you have to imagine like this is a very like well mastered track. Like this could be a track on a again like a Fatboy Slim CD, but this was made for a DS game. And to think that this song that is uh, you know mastered like a real song is playing out of those little DS speakers, <laughs> I'm probably encouraging people to play it with headphones. But regardless, it really doesn't feel made for the system that it was yeah. released on. And so I kind of wonder what the strategy was there. But uh, yeah, it, it's cool. We've got it in good quality here on the podcast. So let's go ahead and listen to Right There, Right On by Hideki Naganuma and Teruhiko Nakakawa. <laughs> Right there, 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 right there,
Martin. We're coming back with another track from Sonic Rush. This one is uh, really interesting as well. Again, it has that dancey, housey, electronica type of sound to it. Uh, this is called Vela Nova, and it features a catchy, almost like a little samba-ish tune to the background. And I don't really know how to describe, but some really interesting vocals layered over the top. <laughs> and altogether, it just comes into being something really memorable and really, uh, really catchy and fun. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're really onto something. Um, wondering kind of what their strategy was with putting these particular types of tracks on the DS. I've more recently been playing uh, a fair amount of DS and 3DS uh, stuff on my commute. It's fascinating to think that you can't really tell or they couldn't really tell whether people would be playing this with headphones or just playing it regularly or not playing it with music on at all. And yet they still put this kind of interesting twist on some of the music. So um, I find it particularly fascinating on mobile systems because that's kind of where you're taking the biggest shot in the dark. You, You don't really know how people are going to experience this. And yet they, they kind of did this, this, unique thing and uh, it turned out really well i think i like i like these tracks this is velanova from sonic rush in 2005 
Well, that brings us to the next year, 2006, which uh, I don't know, for some reason, just really <laughs> rings a bell when I think about Sonic the Hedgehog series. Gee, I, uh, I wonder why that could possibly be. <laughs> well, we have a soundtrack that is composed by Hideaki Kobayashi, Tomoya Otani, Mariko Nanba, Tahe Saito, and Takahito Iguchi. And uh, yes, this is for the self-titled relaunch of the series, so to speak. At least that's how I read it whenever they just give something, a very simple title like this, Sonic the Hedgehog, or as it's more commonly known, Sonic 06. Famous for being probably one of the worst games, not only in the series, but probably like one of the most notoriously bad games of that like stature, like ever. (laughs) Like games that have this level of history and... uh, of investment in the the character this 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 something so prominent to turn out so bad is surprising i tried to play this game i really did and someday possibly if we get into this area on uh, on the main canon podcast maybe i'll try it again but i really <laughs> did try to play sonic 06 I did not get very far because this is a bad game. Now, I have watched a complete playthrough of this game. I don't know how they did it because it's not even just that the game itself is designed poorly, although it it seems to be like it's it's mm-hmm. not fun. to. It's also very buggy and yep. it just it does not play well. It does not feel good. Um, the music is kind of I won't say all over the place. It's kind of in two places. There's the <laughs> <laughs> there's the good music and there's the bad music. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the instrumental music to me sounds pretty good. Um, some of it I, I enjoy um, and then some of it. Well, it's like this uh, this title track that we're about to listen to, kind of on the level of that Shadow the Hedgehog theme we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this song is called His World, and it is the theme of Sonic himself. And so, you know, when you want to put forward what, what the sound of the main character of the franchise mm-hmm. is, uh, you, of course, default to edgy, emo, Linkin Park-style rap rock, which really dates this you hear the first bit of it before the lyrics actually start Mm -hmm. and it just kind of sounds like normal menu music like you think oh yeah yeah this is uh this is sort of fitting and then the lyrics kick in and the main body of the song starts going and it is no longer a good thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah of course we kind of included this song for our own amusement and the fact that it's worth i guess hearing as a part of the musical sure. legacy of the series of and so we hope that you'll be amused by it as well we've also cut this one down quite a bit because i think you'll get the idea pretty quickly and there's no need to sit through the entire <laughs> thing because it's a little long again if you want to hear the whole thing it is out there for you this is his world theme of sonic from sonic the hedgehog the self-titled 2006 reboot Last. And if you want to test him, best bring your best Don't make me 
as much crap as we give Sonic 06, and uh, particularly that last song. We don't mean to completely drag it through the mud because there is some stuff to like in it. Yeah. And uh, as Leah mentioned before, some of the like background music that's actually played in-game is pretty nice. One of the tracks that we're bringing you today is called Soliana Castletown, which is the hub world of, uh, I believe, the entire game, I think, is kind of a branches out from from there, or at least uh, that's the hub for the first portion anyways. Uh, but it's just a really kind of pleasant, uh, something that would sound kind of at home in uh, like Mario Sunshine yeah. or something like that. It's just, it's it's peaceful. It's recorded really well, really relaxing actually. And it's surprising to see this on the same soundtrack as the previous song. Yeah, that's actually a very similar thing uh, that I thought when I was listening to this track is that, yeah, it does kind of sound like something you might hear as a background in a 3D Mario game or even like an RPG, you know, when you when yeah. you are in a town uh, for one of those types of games. Um, I think this is one of the better tracks in this particular game. Kind of a nice background. It has an interesting solo about halfway through that mm. is uh, like a clarinet or something. Mm -hmm. And it's so... Like it sounds like a like a Burt Bacharach song or something like that. It's just so like out of nowhere, but it's it's fun. And then that leads right into a a really cool blazing accordion solo, which you know I can't get enough of. So of course, yeah, there's a lot going on in here for as peaceful as the track is. So listen to that. It's interesting. This is Soliana Castle Town from Sonic 06.
kind of showing the breadth of uh, experiences that you'll get on the Sonic 06 soundtrack. Uh, we have another track I would classify myself on the good side of the spectrum. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but this one's very different than the previous one. It's very upbeat and lively and uh, a little, little jazzy, a little dancey. And it's just a nice track to kind of like get you up and get you moving. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a good one. It's called Soliana New City. It kind of has a, a Sonic Adventure vibe to me. Uh, it, it seems like something that would fit pretty well with that. Uh, I, I don't recall how it fits into the uh, into the actual story either, but um, it is definitely more of an upbeat thing and more front and center than the, the previous track. Uh, one particularly amusing fact that I discovered while researching the Sonic 06 soundtrack that I was uh, very surprised by before we get out of uh, Sonic 06 territory is that uh, Akon did a song for <laughs> Sonic 06, which... Sure. I did a bit of a double take when I saw that in yeah, the show notes. I mean, I, even I know who that is. Like, that's what? an interesting one. So um, do with that <laughs> what you will. But for now, uh, we're not going to play that. But we are going to play Soliana New City. And you can uh, check out that Akon track Go ahead and Google interested. Sonic Akon. It'll be great. I promise. <laughs> Akon the Hedgehog. <laughs> said before we are not going to be playing tracks from every sonic game because he's been in too many we are skipping forward a few years past the first outing to the olympic games past a sonic rider sequel and moving right to a very divisive game which was called sonic unleashed 
This is the game that quite infamously introduced the Werehog, which is like a werewolf version of Sonic that he turns into at night or something like that. What I want to do, instead of making fun of that design decision, which at least from my perspective, at least from the people that I was reading, seemed to be fairly universally reviled even from the time that it was released. And I think that design decision made a lot of people dismiss this game outright. But in the years since then, I've uh, actually encountered a uh, lot of Sonic Unleashed apologists saying that, uh, yeah, the Werehog stuff is bad. Uh, It's kind of like a God of War style Mm -hmm. um, game, like a beat-em-up type thing that you would play uh, kind of mindlessly uh, in the nighttime segments. But the daytime segments were not the first introduction of what have come to be known as rush segments, where you are kind of over Sonic's shoulder, speeding down this this track that you can uh, vault left and right in between lines of coins and stuff like that to almost take you on a roller coaster kind of ride. But I've heard that those uh, rush segments are really, really good and actually totally hold up if you were to go back to them, if you're fans of Sonic Generations or even the recent Sonic Forces. Anyways, what I wanted to do is highlight another aspect of Sonic Unleashed that I think works particularly well, and that is the soundtrack, which was Mm -hmm. composed by Tomoya Otani, Fumi Kumatani, Kenichi Takoi, Hideaki Kobayashi, and Takahito Iguchi. And uh, we actually have quite a few tracks from this game that uh, we want to play today because there's a lot of diversity on this soundtrack and a lot of uh, interesting sounds to hear. And the first one that we want to play is from uh, Apotos, which I guess is one of the locations in the game, uh, which this game is kind of a globetrotting type of game mm-hmm. uh, set in all different types of uh, locations and actually a lot more similar to uh, the recent uh, Super Mario Odyssey than <laughs> you would expect. Uh, you know, obviously when the Mario Odyssey's New Donk City footage came out, a lot of people compared that to Sonic Adventure and Sonic 06 in that he was interfacing with regularly proportioned people. And that's kind of weird. But actually, there's a lot of uh, levels that seem to be really good parallels for Mario Odyssey levels in Sonic Unleashed. And so, you know, there is a desert with a similar sounding musical motif. There's the Empire City, which is kind of like the New York riff. And uh, so, yeah, you will kind of encounter that, but you can think of these tracks as kind of working equally well in Odyssey, weirdly enough. And actually, I like a lot of these songs more than I like their kind of counterparts in Odyssey. Not that they need to be compared necessarily, but I think a lot of these are really catchy and really well-written tunes, particularly this first one, which I just can't get enough of. This is Epotos Day. What do you think of this, Leah? So I've always kind of been a sucker for games that have two different versions or more, but normally it would be two, two different versions of a track and kind of take the theme that they have established in a prior scenario and and kind of twist it for something else. And in this case, it's the day and night segments of of each section that you go into. I did play a little bit of Sonic Unleashed and not much, but um, I, I did not 
it did not really take with me. Um, I don't remember having quite the uh, vehement reaction to it that I did to Sonic 06, mm -hmm. but um, I, it wasn't something that I finished. But I do remember that the uh, the soundtrack is pretty good. And uh, mm -hmm. and as I say, I, I like that they were able to take the themes that they had established and kind of make enough of a difference that you would know if you were just listening to it, whether you were in the day version or the night version of uh, any stage. It's probably one of the better things in this game, uh, the soundtrack. Cool. This is Apotos, the day version. We'll listen to the night version later, but this is from Sonic Unleashed. with the night version of Apotos here. And uh, this is, as you would expect, a lot more kind of peaceful, quiet, serene. You get a really nice kind of Spanish guitar. <laughs> That's the <laughs> kind of lead line there. And then some uh, nice 
kind of soft flutes playing over that. And it's just a, uh, it's a lovely rendition of the same track, but it's not just like different instruments playing the same piece of music. Like they have actually rewritten it to kind of fit a different mood. I wanted to share this. This is a Potos Night. with another track from Sonic Unleashed in 2008. This is called Savannah Citadel Night, and I really love this track. It's cool for the first minute or so, you know, it's kind of building up to something, but then when it hits that uh, kind of main refrain about a minute into the track, it's a really clever, really good, really sharp, well-written tune that um, kind of is it's playful and menacing, kind of sexy as well. Like there's just a lot going on in this track, and uh, it's it's really cool. 
and definitely worth highlighting. Uh, how does this one strike you? Yeah, it's a little bit difficult to put a point on what makes it feel like a night track, but it really does. It feels mysterious almost. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you have some pretty heavy flutes. You've got some violins in there. It feels like something that you wouldn't quite get in broad daylight. Yeah, and so also some nice kind of choice chords from synthesizers in the background, which you would yeah. think would not fit with the kind of musical uh, lineup that they have going on, but it's, it's really subtle. You have to really be listening for it. It fits nicely and just everything mm -hmm. about this just kind of like fits together like a puzzle. I really like this song. So this is Savannah Citadel night version. <laughs> As I have mentioned before, there is a city-inspired level, just like Mario. Sonic got to it first. <laughs> uh, this is called Empire City. Again, this is the night version of the track. And uh, yeah, this, this track is just really soulful and cool. It's a nice kind of like a call and response almost. 
with a repeating motif that comes back every couple of measures or so. Yeah, I enjoy a good harmonica, uh, yeah. synthesized or not. <laughs> it's got some of that muted saxophone like you get mm-hmm. in that uh, urban jazz, especially. And so it, it does a great job of evoking the environment. And so, uh, yeah, just as a fun experiment, kind of compare this with the compositions that were done for uh, Mario Odyssey's uh, New Donk City and just kind of see how they compare, what ways they're similar, what ways they're different. It's an interesting comparison on how two different composition teams come up with a song to fit two very similar environments and kind of similar-ish types of games. So this is Empire City Night. we're going to be playing from Sonic Unleashed is called Shamar Night. Again, we are uh, kind of favoring the night versions here just because they're, uh, I guess they're more interesting. But uh, again, I would recommend going back to this whole soundtrack because it is really full of, of wonders. 
it feels a little Middle Eastern-y. It feels a little uh, almost like Spanish-y as well. It, it's got an interesting mix of sounds there. And then there's a lead that cuts in every once in a while that's a very aggressive uh, saxophone, which feels, again, totally out of place, but it creates a really cool harmonic, and I am all for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're. I think you're really on the nose there with the uh, with the um, kind of Middle Eastern vibe. It it made me think a little bit, and these these tracks do not equate really at all. But it it brought to mind um, the Aladdin games for mm, yeah, um, right. for uh, SNES and uh, and Sega Genesis. This next track is from a game that I continue to forget exists until I'm reminded of it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, gosh, that that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, 2009 brought us Sonic and the Black Knight, 
which I've not played, but no. I am uh, curious about. This was an odd one because who would really think, hey, it's Sonic. He should probably be medieval in some way. I also haven't heard a whole lot of negative feedback from it. Uh, I haven't heard feedback really at all. It just it just seems like something that slipped through the cracks a bit, which maybe to its favor if it's a bad game, but I can't speak to that too much um, as I have not played it. <laughs> this soundtrack was composed by Jun Senui, Yutaka Minobi, Richard Jacques, who you'll remember from Sonic R, mm-hmm. Howard Drossen, and Tommy Tallarico, who we have featured many times on Sound of Play in the past. He's, uh, he's always kind of in the credits for these like really interesting kind of rocky type of, of mm-hmm. games. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's no surprise to see him here, uh, but this is uh, a, a short little theme, just uh, about you know forty seconds or so, called Sir Percival, the Knight of the Grail, and I think this little jingle just kind of does a good job of summing up the soundtrack. It's it's got a really nice rock sound to it, but it still keeps a real naturalistic kind of earthy sound that you would associate with pre-industrial type of music. It's really cool. It's really well recorded. I want to hear more. That's for sure. I definitely think that this is a game that I would like to try just to see Mm -hmm. for myself, just because it's a bit of a mystery and I kind of like that. Yeah. So this is Sir Percival, the Knight of the Grail from Sonic and the Black Knight. skipping forward another year or so with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 4, which came out in uh, 2010, 2012 as a two-part series. They were probably trying to make more, but eh, it didn't really work out that way. (laughs) This was supposed to be kind of a 2D side-scrolling throwback to the old Sonic the Hedgehog games, hence the numerical naming of it. This track is a a boss song. Uh, This is versus Metal Sonic boss. And it's interesting because it's definitely trying to go for a kind of Sega Genesis sound. But uh, it it, it feels like a Sega Genesis composer who's out of practice composing for the (laughs) Sega Genesis. It, It feels very... Uh, surface level Genesis rather than like getting the most out of the system. I think that that fits because I did play Sonic the Hedgehog for episode one and episode two uh, in the hopes that it would be a good 2D Sonic game. And it's not bad exactly. It's just not what you want. If you're coming off of Sonic 3, which I guess is a little bit divisive on its own, but if you are coming off of the 2D Sonics, which you might have played uh, way back on the Sega Genesis at this point, it feels like, and I kind of like the description that you use, that they tried to do this, but hadn't done it in so long that they kind of had forgotten what it was. Mm, yeah. So they didn't quite pick up everything perfectly. 
it's not a bad track, this this uh, boss track that we're about to hear, but it's not quite what you want. And that mm-hmm. so, that describes for me Sonic the Hedgehog 4 perfectly. It's not <laughs> bad necessarily. It's just not quite what you want. That's a perfect way to go into this. Let's listen to Versus Metal Sonic Boss by June Senui from Sonic the Hedgehog 4. track that was uh, actually put forward again by uh, James Farley from uh, last time that we did this Sound of Play 110. This is Splash Hill Zone Act 1, also from Sonic the Hedgehog 4. And again, this is is kind of Sega Mm Genesis-ish in flavor, but um, you know, definitely a little bit beyond what they would have been able to do with that system. And it's just kind of an interesting uh, kind of continuation of that is a musical legacy. But it does still feel like, I, I don't know, it's just kind of missing a little something, but it's been replaced with something else that maybe is a little too far beyond what you want from a Sonic theme. Splash Hill Zone Act 1. Also in 2010, we have uh, one of the Sonic games that is actually pretty universally liked. Yeah. Yeah, this is Sonic Colors for the Wii. And this soundtrack was composed by Tomoya Otani, Kenichi Takoi 
Fumi Kumatani, Hideaki Kobayashi, Mariko Nanba, and now Fumi Hataya. And I think it's probably not too much of a stretch to say that they were heavily inspired by Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> of course, we'll see a game that took a lot of its gameplay ideas from Mario Galaxy later on, but I think the soundtrack here has more than a little Mario Galaxy influence. And uh, you'll hear that most clearly in this first track that we'll play. This is the, uh, well, actually, it's a stage clear and result jingle, but it's a long enough track that it, I think it's a good kind of a representation of a lot of the music that goes on in this in this soundtrack and uh, it kind of incorporates a lot of the main themes as well. Uh, but yeah, this this could be right out of a Mario Galaxy game, but it's a very lush, very um, intense kind of orchestral piece that has that, as I've said before, and I don't have better words for it, has that kind of Disneyland sound of just like joyful, triumphant orchestral music. And uh, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I think um, I, I have not played this game myself, but I have watched, again, some of it. It seems pretty good. I, it's one that I would mm -hmm. like to try myself. I have this game sitting on my shelf, so I'll get around to it eventually, <laughs> and I'll report mm -hmm. back with uh, you <laughs> more, more complete thoughts on the game. But for now, let's listen to Stage Clear and Result Jingle. going to play next is actually two tracks from this uh, game kind of stitched together. As with previous Sonic games, there are often multiple acts to each of these levels. They kind of share musical similarities, oftentimes playing different versions of the same song. So what we're going to do is just kind of stitch two of those together for what is probably the most recognizable tune out of the Sonic Colors soundtrack. And this is mm -hmm. Planet Wisp, where you're going to be playing Act 1 and Act 3. This is a, a cool song. It's led by piano. And uh, I think, you know, you, you might have heard it before. One of the stronger things for me about more recent Sonic games, even that goes over the earlier Sonic games, 
is that they do tend to kind of make alterations to the themes of a particular world or area or what have you between acts. Whereas in earlier Sonic games, they would just kind of stick with the same thing through the acts of a particular world. And I I really like seeing what they do to alter what there is and just put a a, a slightly different spin on uh, uh, on the music in between uh, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, or what have you. So uh, this is a a pretty good example of that, and I think that this is a, a fine track. This next track we're going to play is from Aquarium Park. This is Aquarium Park Act 1, also from Sonic Colors. I like this song because it has this lead kind of riff that plays again and again throughout the track. And there's a little bit of a piano intro to kind of lead up to it, but it it just feels like the composer really fell in love with the riff that he wrote. 
and just couldn't wait to play it and is just so excited to get it out there. It just really jumps out at you. But there's also a lot of really kind of lovely stuff going on during the like verses, so to speak. It's just a really fun track. I think you'll like it as well. <laughs> to include here is also a bit of a jingle that comes up again and again throughout the series. And uh, this will probably raise some anxiety for people. For sure. But I'd be remiss to not include it. Uh, Sonic Colors had a nicely orchestrated version of this uh, classic jingle that goes back to the Genesis games. And uh, this is the drowning theme. It's just a little, uh, little 20 second jingle, but I think that you'll recognize it and appreciate how it's been orchestrated here. <laughs> oh, you definitely will. I'm surprised you haven't, uh, you haven't featured this before. I would be surprised if many people listening to this did not have kind of a twitch reaction to this once yeah. they start hearing this music. <laughs> I know that I do. The drowning theme. Moving on to another game that has been uh, also really well received. Uh, This is from 2011 Sonic Generations. And wow, it doesn't feel like it's been that long already but i guess it really doesn't yeah (laughs) weird this is a track that i have myself requested in a previous sound of play again it's probably the standout for this soundtrack i just really love i think this track was based on or at least that the stage was based on a level from sonic unleashed 
And so the track probably was a uh, kind of a remix of a Sonic Unleashed piece. But I just really love Rooftop Run Act One. It's super upbeat and lively. It has this really excellent kind of driving force to it. And gosh, it's just so, so crisp, so energetic, so happy and excited to just be as fast and frantic as it is. I I really love it. Yeah, Sonic Generations is a game that I, I did play all the way through um, more than once, actually. I've, I've played it a couple of times. I, I, I really enjoy this game. And uh, this is one of the tracks that really does stick out to me. So uh, I'm glad this did get included. Uh, I, I enjoy it quite a bit. And uh, I think that uh, listeners will enjoy it as well.
closing out Sonic Generations with a nice medley of of songs from uh, previous Sonic games. This is the White Space medley, and this is kind of a medley of the songs that would play in the kind of the level select hub as you approach mm-hmm. the various levels. Uh, they'd play kind of a nice minimalist version of uh, one of the main themes from that stage. And since all of the stages were pulled from previous Sonic games, you get a lot of nice kind of reorchestrations of those classic, like well-known tracks from previous games. And so I enjoy this song just as somebody who has like some familiarity with the Sonic musical history to try to like identify them in my mind. And there's Mm -hmm. a couple in here that I think are just really fun to hear in this, uh, in this particular musical style. And I just have a, a blast whenever I listen to this. <laughs> a lot of the more recent Sonic games, by no means all, but many uh, of them kind of try to pull on that nostalgia factor. And some of them definitely do it more successfully than others. This is one that I feel does it pretty well because it takes what you remember and it does put a twist on it. But it also kind of sticks to what you might have liked from the others that's kind of exemplified by this medley of songs that are evolutions of some of the things that you might remember from earlier sonic games i i enjoyed a lot yes this is the white space medley from sonic generations
skipping forward another couple years to 2013's Sonic Lost World with the soundtrack composed by Tomoya Otani and Takahito Iguchi. Again, it's unavoidable to draw the comparison to Super Mario Galaxy from looking at pretty much any of the artwork or the uh, screenshots from this game. It's very heavily Galaxy inspired. Yeah. Uh, Nothing wrong with that because Galaxy were uh, two very good games. And uh, Sonic Lost World, I've heard kind of mixed things about, but the soundtrack, I think, works really well and has a, a real Mario feel to it. It's It feels way more like a Mario soundtrack than it does a Sonic soundtrack. No, I, I agree. Uh, this this would not at all feel out of place uh, in a Mario level. Yeah, this is Wonder World title theme. I'm not complaining. I like it a lot. <laughs> different take on the same kind of title tune we have a really nice uh, song called windy hill zone two it's yeah just really kind of light and breezy 
again, would definitely fit into one of the Mario Galaxy games. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a it's it's a pleasant tune and a really nice kind of a retread of that previous song. So I think you'll like it a lot. From here, we are skipping into the present year. Again, not because we want to skip over some of these amazing games. There are some that we would love to cover in more detail. Uh, You know, the Rio 26 Olympic Games, the uh, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform. There's some real highlights. I have heard some things about Sonic Boom. Well, not all of them are are great, (laughs) but we are skipping to a uh, game that has been received very well this year. This is from Sonic Mania. We have three tracks that we're going to feature composed by T. Lopez. Or Lopes, maybe. It's not Lopez with a with a Z on the end like you would usually see, but I don't know how T would pronounce it. Anyways, this first track is called Stardust Speedway Zone Act 1. This stage first appeared in Sonic CD, and this track definitely has that Sonic CD feel to it. If nothing <laughs> else, then for the kind of vocal samples that play mm-hmm. every few bars, uh, has that sega cd like oh cool we can do vocal samples now so let's just put them in there yeah (laughs) let's do it for no other reason than to put it in it's a really nice kind of remix of that tune and i think it's really catchy i really like it (laughs) what about you leah i finished sonic mania very recently as a matter of fact it blows my mind that they made a really good Sonic game in 2017. Um, so yeah, I, I have not played all of the games that they are remixing and calling back to in Sonic Mania, but I think that they do a fantastic job of uh, updating everything and uh, making everything feel kind of fresh. And the, the ones that I do recognize, 
it's great to see how they pretty much straight up rip the uh the, the gameplay from these earlier games and then take what you're expecting and uh and kind of twist that around so uh yeah i i enjoy the uh the music i like the game uh i highly recommend sonic mania actually <laughs> so uh yeah fascinating track fascinating game well stardust speedway zone act one track from Sonic Mania here. This is Metallic Madness Zone Act 1. This is an original stage from Sonic Mania. And this track has a kind of a Capcom feel to it, if I yeah. were to give it a label. It sounds like something out of like a Darkstalkers or a Marvel vs. Capcom game or something like that. It's a little 
little jazzy, little uh, little sassy. It's got some uh, vocal samples in there as well. It's it, it's fun, upbeat, like you would expect from a Sonic game. I think that Sonic is uh, modern. Sonic, at least, is at its best when it's uh, when it feels like it would fit right in with any other Sonic that you've played, and this definitely has that. So I I agree that it has some other influences in it, but I would not have been surprised had I found this Metallic Madness stage, uh, which, as you say, has been created uh, just for. Or Sonic Mania, if that had been a takeoff of something that was in Sonic 3, I would not have been at all surprised. Yeah, definitely. last track from Sonic Mania we are playing is Studiopolis Zone Act 1 Lights, Camera, Action uh, also composed by T. Lopez or Lopes maybe uh, this track was made for a kind of a movie studio inspired zone and as such it draws from the legacy of the various kind of casino or circus levels from Sonic games past it has a really cool jazzy upbeat sound to it I have a lot of fun listening to this one. It's really danceable. It's really 
aggressive and uh, definitely a, a highlight of the soundtrack for me. These are always kind of my favorite levels in some of the Sonic games that I've played, the casino or the studio or whatever. And and this is this is something that I, I, I like the takeoff that they did here. Uh, there's some fun visual effects in there. You go behind some screens and it all fits very well together. And I, I think that the music fits as well. Our last track that we're going to leave you with today. Again, thank you for joining us for our Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> two-part special. And we've got a real special present to leave you with. Absolutely. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's again kind of the regular Sonic, 3D Sonic butt rock type of, of track. <laughs> but I, I think it's one of those that I kind of like. Like it, it's very earnest and just really goes for it. At least it's fun. So this is from Sonic Forces from this year. And it's called Fist Bump. 
This is composed by Tamoya Otani and has uh, vocals by Douglas Robb from Hoobastank. And boy, it's just really early 2000s, like skater emo rock. And, you know, for what it's worth, it's kind of a fun, like they have to know it's a throwback now in 2017 to be playing this type of song. Although I don't know how aware the Sonic team is of what they do in general. You know, I was uh, checking out the comments below the uh, YouTube video that has the song in it. And uh, I imagine they're pretty much the same for any of the YouTube videos that you will find with this song in it. And it's pretty much universally that the first time people listen to this song, they're they're thinking, oh, God, what is this? This is terrible. <laughs> and then the more you listen to it, the more it kind of grows on you until you're just all about <laughs> your uh, Hoobastank thing <laughs> that's happening here. And, and that's sort of how I feel about the Escape from the City theme, which is yeah, always the one that yeah. comes to mind. It's the first time you hear this, you're thinking, oh, wow, why? Who? What would possess them to do that and then after you hear it a few times you're thinking all right well this is silly and this is kind of dumb but it really fits and i'm into it so uh yeah i i think that they did a really good job with this it really speaks to the vocal tracks that sonic has had in some of the uh, 3d incarnations along the way we're gonna leave you off with fist bump and uh yeah it's been a ton of fun going through all the sonic the hedgehog music there is plenty that we missed but uh we would encourage you to go over to our forum at canonrinse.com slash forum yeah, for sure you can uh <laughs> include some of the songs that uh that we have missed which this is not meant to be exhaustive this is just meant to outline the narrative of the sonic musical development over the years uh so yeah if if there are any favorites of yours that we've missed then uh, go ahead and drop them in this sound of plays forum thread or you can request it for a future show over at our forum or at our twitter at canon rinse and we will continue to play those i'm sure we've got sonic music for years and years to come (laughs) anyways sonic forces we will leave you with this Have a good one. We will see you next week with a regular show.
until the battle.